Hello, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. And I am DB. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series The Walking Dead. everybody thanks so much for joining us again on the talking dead this is episode number 34 for december 6th 2010 and we have now officially seen the entire first season of the walking dead that's it it's all over are we sad about that or happy well it's you know it's a double-edged sword it's a it's a good thing that, that we got to see all six episodes and they were fantastic and but it's a sad thing because we saw all six episodes and they were fantastic <laughs> or that we only saw six episodes it's That's true. true. Do you guys think that AMC is kicking themselves now for not ordering more? Not that they could have known no. that this was going to be one of the most successful TV shows of all time, but they've got to feel like it's a bit of a bummer. No, I, I think it'll just feed into season two. I think they'll they'll be able to milk the success of this season for the next season, and they'll uh, they'll get their money. Don't worry. Well, I, I know think they that. made the right decision to do only six, Dave. Do only six. I think given the time they had to prepare and how fast. Things seem to move. I mean, it, it didn't seem too fast to us, but I mean, I'm sure during production, it was go, go, go. Jason, at what point was it that it was, do you remember when it was confirmed that the show was picked up? Yeah, it was like September of 2009. Are you sure it was was then? Or yeah, because we... Uh, that's when they secured the rights. I don't think they actually ordered oh, episodes. Oh, green lit it. We'd have to later. go back and see. I think we... Uh, I think we named the episode Green Light or something like that. Yeah, probably. So, Dave, you're probably right in that respect. You know, if it was greenlit sometime last spring, you know, we've had six episodes shot and done by the fall. Well, and we... uh, that's not a lot of time, I guess. Well, let's just go back and look at the episode list and we'll know for <laughs> sure because we can see the dates and what they were titled. We can do that later. Yeah. It's all right. It was a quick, it was a quick um, production schedule, I guess. But I still think they're... Probably wishing they could have done eight, maybe ten episodes and really, know. really milked it. I'm really just kind of missing that Christmas special. I really just want a Christmas special. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, now that they're, uh, the, you know, that the season has ended and they're uh, they're on the road again, just to, you know, spoiler a little bit, but uh, it's not a spoiler. It's already aired. Uh, you know, they could go to, you know, Christmas Funland and hang out there for uh, a couple of days just as a Christmas special kind of thing. Because why not, really? Why not? All right, well, let's get into this show proper. Today, we are going to look at some Walking Dead news. We have a look back at last week's episode titled Wildfire. We, of course, have a recap of TS-19, and uh, then a couple more things after that before we wrap it up. So, the first item in the news this week is has been reported ad nauseum, really, online. I love that phrase. Yeah. It's Latin for until it makes you sick. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> I'm just about there. It is, of course, that The Walking Dead, uh, Frank Darabont in particular, fired the entire writing team of the show. Hmm. Now, the original report was that uh, everyone was gone, including Darabont's number two, uh, executive producer Chick Egli. Uh, apparently, they were going to go with no writing staff for the second season, <laughs> only with freelancers. Right. Um, and, and AMC, all they would do is issue a statement that said there will be changes to the writing staff. Right. So somehow it came out that that means everybody is gone, <laughs> which, wow. which is crazy. 
Uh, Kirkman came out and said, it's kind of unfortunate that it's being reported that our writing staff has been fired because that's not the case, he told TVGuide.com. It makes Frank look bad. I don't think Frank wants it out there that he's just firing people off a successful show seemingly for no reason. So a few days later, some of the principals came out and started talking about this this rumor. He, he didn't say what the case was, though. Well, no, he did not. Um, what it sounds like to me is that Chickaglee left the show of his own accord, and maybe the rest of the writers have other commitments, and they're shuffling around a little bit. I just want to say that that's a really fun name to say. Chickaglee? Yeah, that is a good name. Chick short for <laughs> Charles, apparently. Oh. There you go. There you go. Isn't that Chuck? Uh, Chuck is American. Chaz is British. I don't know what Chick is. Well, I called my brother Chuck for like three years. And his name was Frank, no, so that's really Chick. weird. It's Jeff. Like okay. Chick Korea. <laughs> Chick Korea. There you go. So, yeah, so... Um, Robert Kirkman also said, Chickaglee is a high-level television writer. He was brought into The Walking Dead with the idea that Frank was going to work on the first season, then go off and do movies. Chick didn't want to be second in command on a show when he's used to being a top dog, and so he decided to go off and do something else, which is something that happens and is not a big deal. So Kirkman kind of uh, confirmed, confirmed that for me. Finally, uh, a couple days after that, Gail Ann Hurd came out and basically denied that the firing even took place. She said it's completely inaccurate. In the writer's room, there are people that have set up other projects that will be their first priority if their own series is picked up as a pilot or if it's a series. I think Glee just decided that he wants to do his own show. So there you go. I mean, I think this is a bit of a mountain out of a molehill here. Yeah. You know, I think it would be weird for them to completely just fire the writing staff. But people move around all the time, so it's probably not that big a deal. Wouldn't it be strange if, like, all the writers stuck around? I think that would be a rarity in the television world. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. It just it seems, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the television shows, they have different writers per episode kind of thing, and some of them recur over uh, across seasons, and some of them don't. It just happens. Yeah, it just happens. It was just this, this weird report came out that they'd essentially brought everyone in a room and said, you're done. You're, you can all go home. Right. We're not going to have writers anymore for season two. Yeah, because it's TV. Who needs a writer? <laughs> Who needs a writer? The, th the theory was they were going to hire freelancers on a one-episode basis and assign the script to them. And apparently what happens is that freelancer will write the script. It will come back to the showrunner, which is Frank Darabont in this case, and he'll rewrite it into whatever he wants it to be. Right. So it's a strange way to do things, although apparently it was commonplace in the earlier days of TV in the 50s, 60s, and even 70s. Right. Apparently the original Star Trek was run that way in the Twilight Zone. You know, the Rod Serling, for example, would write some choice episodes himself and then assign the other episodes to other people because he didn't want to be writing things 24 hours a day. Right. So maybe they're just going for that instead of, uh, instead of having a bunch of guys in a room, you know, collaborating on episodes. Hmm. <clears throat> Which, I don't know, could it be could, a good thing, could be a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, it could go either way, I think. I'm not really sure. The other thing that uh, Gail Ann Hurd said is that The Walking Dead will probably return in October. I think Frank and Robert uh, will sit down early next year to begin mapping it out. She also confirmed that every one of the principal cast is signed up for multiple seasons. Hooray! Hooray. <coughs> principal cast. Yes, we have a pretty good idea now who is not included in that <laughs> list. Yep. Um, but that is good news, I mean, and, and expected, really. Yep. I'm not surprised. 
Um, I also sent you guys a link to an article here on why dumping the Walking Dead writers could be a good thing. And as I said, um, this comes from Blaster.com, and the, the author of this, this article went into to say that this is how it was run in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and in earlier days, I guess. Um, he also gave some other examples. For example, every line of dialogue in the first three seasons of The West Wing came from Aaron Sorkin. Yes. So he was a one-man writing team for three years. Yeah, he's a, you know, that was crazy. Just uh, having that much responsibility for writing that much television in such a short period of time. I, I you know, I'd look back at that, and I, I knew there was Aaron Sorkin that wrote all those, uh, the first three seasons, and I just think that's insane. I really do. Was there any noticeable change? You watched the show. Was oh, yeah. there any noticeable change after he stopped writing it? Uh, it there was some uh, production changes uh, which were more noticeable than the writing changes. The uh, The style of the show changed after a while, which uh, I didn't like. The first three seasons I absolutely loved, uh, but it kind of got... Uh, it kind of changed after a while, but I don't know if that was necessarily writing. And it was more production style. Producers changed. There was some, uh, just some general structure changes in the show. Good. I think bottom line here is that it's really nothing to freak out about. No, I don't think so. <laughs> the show's, the show's going to come back. It's going to have writers. It's going to be uh, overseen by some smart people. I think we're going to get some good TV. I think so. We've got Indeed some good TV. we will. We've had some good so far, so it is going to be great. So let's move on to the next item, and it is only that The Walking Dead will be on DVD and Blu-ray on March 8th, March 8th 2011. Nice. 2011. Can, 2011. You can now pre-order it from Amazon.com. Yeah. I know I'll be ordering it. I am copy. looking forward to that. Totally. Well, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be chomping at the bit because I bought the, uh, you know, the high-def version off of iTunes, and I'm, I'll be happy with that, watching it whenever I damn well feel like. For... I will be chomping at the bit. Well, I'll you know. be chomping at several bits. As many bits as you can feed me, I will chomp at. Well, I've got 16-bit? 24-bit? 24-bit. Oh, Dave's an 8-bit man. <laughs> no, uh, here's my problem. This is why I'm so excited Bite. for it because I want to get my Blu-ray. I want to get my Blu-ray because... Rogers in Canada does not offer AMC in HD. No, it doesn't. No, and it bugs me. And it bugs the hell out of me. There's ads on AMC during the show for AMC in HD. Call your cable or satellite provider now. I called them several times. Oh, have you? And have you bothered them enough to... I have bothered them. All and right. they keep saying, we're planning on it. Right. Plan harder. We're planning on it has done me no good for this season. Because yeah. it's really hard after you get used to HD, even though it's only TV, like, it, <clears throat> and you know it's not exactly as as beautiful as it could be. It's still better than standard definition. Mm -hmm. But I've been forced to watch this one show in standard definition constantly. So when I get that Blu-ray, I'm going to be beside myself with joy. You know, I have not been interested in Blu-ray until now, a little bit. I'm I'm curious about The Walking Dead on Blu-ray. Especially if the Blu-ray release includes additional extra stuff that the DVD does not. Oh, it probably will. Yeah. Gentlemen, I'm going to put this offer out to the both of you. Okay. That when I do get that Blu-ray, we will have a little get-together. Blu-ray party. we will watch some Walking Dead. That is good. That's a great idea. And, you know, failing that, you need to be our in-the-field Blu-ray reporter for the show. There you go. I will report on Blu-ray. <laughs> all right. All right, so we'll all and dress I'm hoping in... that it does have that black and white option, at least for the first oh, episode. that'd be good. That would be fun. And we'll all dress in blue and call each other Ray. 
Perfect. I kind of do that anyway. The Blu rays. There you go. And then we'll start an a cappella group. How about that? Uh, I can't sing. Can you sing? <laughs> no. Dave, can you sing? I can sing remarkably. All right, then. Sure. A cappella group. Uh, yeah, I am not dying to get my hands on it, but I do want to get it for the extra features. Because, like you, Jason, I have the high def files from iTunes. I can watch them anytime I want. Yeah. They look amazing on my new 52 inch TV. So, you know. The only way to see it in better quality will be the Blu-ray. That's right. So I'm a little excited for that. Tonight's TV, congratulations. <clears throat> oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. It's going on my wall in the new basement when it's ready. Oh, that's gorgeous. Gorgeous. All right, that is going to do it for the news for this week. So let's take a look back at last week's episode titled Wildfire. Wildfire. The ratings have come in, and there's some interesting numbers here. 5.5 mm-hmm. million viewers. That's higher than the first episode, and higher than any of the previous four. That's awesome. Episode five had the best ratings yet. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. It's it's incredible how the show is maintaining its its viewers and, in fact, increasing them some episodes. I think it's because they called it Wildfire. Wildfire. Yeah, maybe. That could attract anybody. Wanting Why was to it know. called Wildfire? The disease went... Wild, what what was the quote, Jay? Uh, it was called wildfire. Oh, I don't have my notes with me. What's the matter with you? <laughs> no, it's 193 days since it went wild, since wildfire was declared. Right? Uh, I'll I'll get back to you on that one. I right. got my notes. I'm pretty sure that was the quote, and that's when the disease uh, spread. And then 63 days ago, it went global. Abruptly went global. You're asking me questions, and I'm saying I have to get back to you. Okay. Well, <laughs> no problem. Um, so yeah, 55, 5.5 million viewers, 3.7 million in the 18 to 49 demographic, another great number. And that represents a 15% increase from episode four and the highest numbers yet, as we said. So like I said, off the top, AMC is probably kicking themselves for not ordering more of this show with viewership. They made the right decision like that. Uh, well, hey, the right decision was to make pick up the show and make it at all, and that's yes, that is the right decision. So, uh, and focus on making six episodes quality six episodes instead of trying to churn out twelve episodes in such a short amount of time. It's true. I mean, there's a good chance that quality could have suffered if they if they cranked out more than these six, but we'll never know until next year. Do you have the answer to our questions, Jason? Uh, no, I don't have it. Okay. In that case, we're going to move on. Mike from Arizona sent us an email. I have it now. 100, 194 days since wildfire was declared and 63 days since the disease abruptly went global. Okay. Sorry. Just too late. Just too late. <laughs> I was going to say just in time, but it wasn't just in time. Get in your time machine. Go back and yeah. be part of the conversation. There we go. <laughs> uh, Mike in Arizona sent us an email. On The Walking Dead's comparison to Lost, he says, You've mentioned Lost a few times, so I'm sure you've seen it. We've all drawn comparisons between Lost and The Walking Dead. Did Jenner's introduction feel extremely similar to Desmond's introduction in Lost to you? I was stunned by how much they seem to have in common. I would would agree with that. Remind me exactly how Desmond was introduced. It was the beginning of season two. And uh, it just, uh, you know, faded from black into uh, Desmond or somebody getting ready, putting on a record, uh, making breakfast, washing dishes, uh, getting on an exercise bike. And then uh, and then having hearing, a shot. Yeah. Having a what? An inoculation. Oh, yes. He got the inoculation. And then there was a loud noise. And then they, the camera zoomed away from what he was doing and then up the hatch to where Locke was. 
Uh, so, so man in a hatch kind of by himself. Yeah, but it was a completely incongruous to what was going on in the island at the time. You know, you're used to, at, to that we point. We didn't know it was on the island. We didn't know it was on the island. It was just like, what the hell is this? And how does it fit into the story? It was completely out of what was happening in the previous season. So, yes, I would agree with that. This was just, it was in the middle of an episode. It's like, blah, 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 zombie, zombie, zombie. And then we, <laughs> we uh, just jumped to, uh, to Jenner here and. You know, talking and you know what? Can machine. I just say, jump in here and just say, I like Noah Emmerich. Yeah, he did but a I, fine job, didn't he? Yes, he did. He I've did seen it. him in a few things, and whenever I see him in those things, it's like, oh, hey, it's that guy. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the like, first thing know, I, I thought is... Little Children was he in? Uh, he was in and, uh, The Truman Show. Truman Show. That's where and I recognize him from. The movie with Kurt Russell, what's that hockey movie? Oh, Miracle? yeah, Miracle. He was in Miracle, I think. He was. He was one of the coaches. The assistant yeah. coach, yeah. right? Yeah. I, right. I really like that hockey. That was movie. a good he's movie. I really lot. enjoyed that. Yeah, but he's great. He's been really good on the. Well, he was really great on The Walking Dead. Might not see him again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Depends on how fireproof I don't think he is. We will. Could be. Um, our next email comes from Richard, and it's a bit of a long one. Richard, I had to edit for length slightly. I hope you don't mind. He he starts by saying, "I would like to offer a few comments on the TS19 tissue analysis scene in episode five. I played through the scene a few times and noticed the following." Dr. Jenner removes a sample tray containing sample TS-19 from an upright freezer. You can see the cool air escaping the cabinet as he opens the door. The subsample placed in the test tube was most likely combined with nitric acid in order mm. to digest the tissue into a workable solution. Ick. Nitric acid seems the most plausible because it has a yellow color when oxidized and will produce fumes when combined with organic, organic matter. Nitric acid will also corrode certain types of rubber-based protective equipment. You think he would wear other types of rubber-based protective equipment if he was working with nitric acid. Sure. But, you know, you work with what you got. It's, it is a zombie apocalypse after all. He might have... I run- myself have been known to wear rubber-based protective equipment. <laughs> Around <laughs> nitric acid? That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's right. Maybe he was out of other types of rubber-based protective, protective equipment. equipment. That's right. <laughs> you never know. Well, uh, then he should have just abstained. Uh, you're probably right. But he made a promise, Dave. He made a promise. <laughs> it's true. Um, Richard goes on to say, acid digestions are typically performed in fume hoods in order to collect any volatiles or vapors generated by chemical reactions. As the camera zooms in on Dr. Jenner asleep at his workstation, I noticed the EdgeGuard brand laminar flow hood behind him. <laughs> what? EdgeGuard brand laminar flow hood behind him. I, I assume it's laminar. It could be laminar. I don't know. I'm not, real, I'm not smart in these things. Laminar flow hoods are also known as clean hoods because they draw in dirty air from outside the hood. Filter it to remove microparticles and exhaust a blanket of clean air across the entire work surface. Oh. <laughs> these are quite incredibly incredible devices. Well, you know normal things inside a uh, chemical lab of some kind, which is nice. I'm under the impression that Richard reads. Well, Richard... Uh, uh, I cut it out of the email, but he did say he works in a lab, so he's he's knowledgeable of these things. Finally, he says, seeing the entire lab Dr. Jenner is working on in is a clean room, having a laminar flow hood seems unnecessary. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> we don't need one. I really enjoy your podcast and show. Keep up the excellent work. But Thank it, you, Richard. Wouldn't, wouldn't the CDC, though, sort of have that, uh, what do you call it? <clears throat> Not extra protection. It's like, uh, oh, I can't believe I totally forgot. Robots? The on that. Robots. Robots to touch the corrosive stuff. Robot. No, the, um, when you have a backup system for your backup system. Redundant? Redundancy? Double redundancy. 
Double redundancy. Triple redundancy. Well, we can get into Triple that in redundancy. our our recap of TS nineteen. Um, but uh, yeah, so lots of detail there on what the hell Jenner was doing in that in that lab. Well, that's good. I'm glad that uh, it wasn't just made up kind of chemical mumbo jumbo. It sounded like uh, everything was plausible. Let's throw a petri dish and a microscope in there. And Joe <laughs> Public will just get it. Yeah, exactly. Joe Public probably would, but not put a Richard. white coat on him and some glasses. <laughs> and a pocket protector. Don't forget the pocket protector. And that makes him a doctor. Yeah. Doctorb. Doctorb. Uh, okay. That is it. Um, we're going to take night. a short break. Okay. Yeah. Good, good night, everybody. <laughs> That's it. Yep. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will do our recap of The Walking Dead Episode 6, titled TS-19. If today was not a crooked highway, if tonight was not a crooked trail if tomorrow was in such a long time then lonesome would mean nothing to you at all yes and only if my own true love was waiting if i could hear her heart is softly pounding yes and only if she was lying by me and I'd lie in my bed once again. Okay, so episode number six, TS-19. It's the last episode of The Walking Dead. And it opens with a flashback. Mm-hmm. It first, op- first one, second one. Second Wait, flashback? Ends. I don't know. Second one. Second one. Well, it was the first one of this episode. Yes, it was. And we are in the hospital... <laughs> Where Rick is still in a coma. And who's there? Shane. Shane is there. Trying to get Rick out. He, you know, when when we see him come out of that door, my first reaction was like, oh my God, he was there. Yes. He knows. He blatantly lied. But uh, that is not really the case. He's trying to get Rick out. The military is all around the place. They're shooting and they're executing people. They are. Like. They're shooting living people from what I can tell. Because they're trying to escape and they, I guess, are assu- assume they're infected. I guess so. It must be because they're infected because they're escorting a whole bunch of civilians out one way and shooting a whole bunch of others. Were they? I thought they were just shooting everybody down. Well, they- don't you remember the military were running out and... Uh, so I just rewatched the episode an hour ago. So yeah. okay. um, there were, the military was sort of escorting all these people out, and Shane grabbed the nurse. Those were the people said, hey, that going on? they hey, shot, going on? though. And she just sort of kept running. As you know, those are the people that got shot. Like they were asking, escorting them to the oh, area where they executed. Was it? Yes. Hmm. All right, I have to go back. I'll have they to were wa- running. They were running to Shane's left, and the people getting shot were on his right. Okay, oh. I'll have to watch again. It, to me, it looked, hand signals. To, to me, it looked like everybody everybody was shot down. But um, come on, run over here so we can shoot you in the head. Okay, yeah. so we do have uh, you know for characters we have infected doctor and ward nurse and nurse. Yep. So they're not all infected. <laughs> no, but I think they're all dead. They might be. Um, yeah, and this is the scene that we all assumed was going to be a flashback of what happened at the CDC. Yes. And it turns out it's not. It turns out it was the hospital that Rick was in. Um, so Shane gets into Rick's uh, room and he tries to lift him out of bed, but he can't really do it because he's hooked up to all the machinery and stuff like that. And he he's kind of standing around wondering what to do, panicking, and he says to Rick, if you're going to wake up, I need you to do it now. Yeah. 
<laughs> Reason with a guy in a coma. Great idea. Yeah, exactly. Shane also says to himself, uh, you know, what do I do? He 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 just has no idea what yeah. to do in this situation, and he's really kind of pa- panicking. Yeah, who would? He's trying to save his friend. So the power goes out. What happened there? Sorry, just to, to interrupt. Uh, sure. It, the power didn't just go out. The building got hit with something. It was being. Uh, it was sounded like it was being shelled. Like somebody was hitting the building with something, and it shook the whole building, and the power all went out. So we and we see evidence of that in uh, Days Gone By, the first episode, when uh, Rick comes out of the hospital. We see the building. There's rubble everywhere, and it looks like it's been hit with, uh, you know, mortar fire or, uh, you know, some kind of weapons. Which is interesting because that means that presumably the U.S. military was firing, uh, firing on the building. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Zombies aren't shooting from helicopters and stuff like that. No, they rarely know how to do that. If the building and the surrounding area was was overrun, then they're going to do whatever they can to, uh, to clear it. Yep. I guess they were at that point though, because we've always sort of gone on the assumption that they were trying to defend the hospital until the last possible time. It seems like that possible time passed and they decided that they were going to eliminate the hospital. Yeah. See, and here's what I like about this, because in a lot of sort of the the zombie apocalypse movies and shows that you see, well, no shows, but the movies, <clears throat> it's always after. Right. You know, you don't, you don't really get to see this sort of military involvement and what's happening to the people around, like this chaos, you know? Yeah. Exciting. That's great. Yeah. It was cool. That's a good point. So, but what do you think, what was Shane, like, was Shane there just to get Rick, or was he doing something else there? Like, why was he, how did he get into the hospital if it was, you know, being attacked or being defended? Because that's his friend. That's his friend. He was going to get Rick. But you can just sort of run through the war zone, and I guess so. Well, Anybody can run a, through a war I mean, zone. he's a police officer, but B, I mean, they're also sort of juxtaposing how their relationship is now to what it was then. They don't have security guards taking ticket stubs That's for, to true. get into and the I, war zone. I guess his credentials as a police officer could get him pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Pretty much. So uh, so he was in there. Okay, and then after the building is hit, the power goes out, and Shane puts his ear down to Rick's chest and apparently can't hear a heartbeat, so he thinks he's dead. I got two issues here. Okay, b- before you get in your issues, yeah. the point is here yes. that he really does believe he's dead. Yes, he That's, does. That's very important for the plot of the show. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you go on, but I would like to argue that point. Jason, provide your points. Okay. So uh, one is uh, Shane is assuming that uh, what Rick is hooked up to is keeping him alive. It's not. It is monitoring Rick. Right. Right. So just because the power goes out doesn't mean he's dead. It just means that you don't have any more information on his heartbeat, his blood pressure, his breathing, that kind of stuff. Uh, the second thing is, what friggin' police officer checks for life by listening to somebody's chest? Yeah, you, you feel for a pulse, you, my friend. <laughs> you feel for a pulse, obviously. But you know what? He was panicking. Like it was clear that he was panicking, and he didn't know what to do. And when you panic, you, you know, you don't think straight, and you don't behave in the way you normally would. That's not really good for a police officer. But you also might feel their chest going up and down. Sure, but you know what? You couldn't see his chest going up and down. No. I mean, he could be really good at holding his breath. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) English people are really good at swimming. (laughs) That's right. He can stay underwater for a good four minutes. Well, you do what they they did in the 1600s. You poke him in the eye with a needle and see if he flinches. Yeah. (laughs) Even in a coma? Uh, Well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. In a coma in the 1600s, you were just buried alive because they figured you were dead. They had bells on strings. They tied a string to your finger, and they had a bell that went up to the... uh, 
up to the ground. So if you woke up, the oh, bell would my. ring. Yeah, they had all kinds of contraptions for uh, for people that they were terrified of getting buried alive. I've never heard of that. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Call me crazy, but I would also be terrified of being buried alive. Oh, that's not crazy. That's not crazy. <laughs> um, no. Not even a little bit. Here, here's my thing. I don't think that he really believed that Rick was dead, though, because why would he move that incredibly heavy gurney in front of the door? He didn't want the zombies to get him. Yeah, he thought he was dead, and he just didn't. I think he just didn't want Rick to be eaten. Because there was a group of there was a group of walkers uh, coming towards him, and I think he just wanted to say, "Okay, I want to protect Rick from uh, from the zombies going in there." And possibly, see, that's it. He wants to protect Rick. Why? I don't think in a state of panic that he would think about protecting. Well, to protect his body from being eaten by zombies. Yeah, I don't even know. Well, I'm not so sure. Maybe he was thinking he could come back for him. Maybe he he just want he had to protect himself. So that he had the opportunity to come back and get Rick. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why he didn't put on the brakes on the gurney either. I think that would have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I I won't even mention the fact that that was a different bed than in uh, the first episode. Well, I when didn't. Rick comes out of the out of the room. <laughs> I must admit, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I did. Richard. <laughs> so as Dave said, yeah, he puts the gurney in front of the door. Walkers are coming at him, and. Now, he's he's breathing through a towel at this point. He keeps mm-hmm. putting a towel up to his mouth and nose. So he seems to know or just assume that he doesn't want to breathe too much. Well, they don't know the well, nature no, of the infection. Well, no, they threw the gas in, right? Did they gas the place? Yep. Okay, so he just doesn't want to breathe oh. the tear gas, I guess. I figured it was just, uh, you know, an unknown infection of whatever origin. It's yeah. just like, you know, better safe than <clears throat> no, sorry. No, you do, right after you see him put the towel over his, or the cloth over his mouth, you do see the gas sort of, or the smoke come in hmm. i was so. obviously overwhelmed with excitement and i missed that but, um <laughs> like i said i just watched it an hour ago so. <laughs> good work good work you can correct all our mistakes i'm yeah. doing my homework good work so we go to credits and when we come back we are back with our group at the door of the cdc same shot as the ending of the previous episode pretty much yep big white light coming out <clears throat> they enter and they meet Dr. Jenner for the first time. He asks if any of them are infected, and Rick says one of our group was, but he didn't make it. Right. So uh, Jenner says, you know, what do you want? Rick says, we want a chance. And Jenner says, that's asking an awful lot these days. And he also says that they have to under- all undergo a blood test, and once those doors closed, close, they stay closed. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, are, they agree with the blood test, which is fine. Um... Rick introduces him to doc- himself to Dr. Edwin Jenner. That's his first Edwin, name. Edwin, yep. Eddie Jenner. Eddie. Eddie J. Let's call him Eddie J. Eddie J it is. <laughs> Dr. J- Dr. J? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Dr. Eddie J. There you go. Um, Dr. J. Beautiful. He, he takes them into the big room where he records his uh, transmissions, and he says, Welcome to Zone 5. Uh, Rick wants to know where everybody is, and Jenner says, Nope, just him. And then he introduces them to com- to the computer and says... I'm all that's left. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was uh it was uh it was a good line I thought. Really? Uh so then we cut to them getting the blood test, blood tests. Andrea is the one getting blood taken and she almost faints. And Jackie says she question hasn't eaten you. in days. None of us have. Yeah. What's your question, Dave? I noticed in the background and I'm not sure if I was just seeing things and I suppose I could rewatch it again. But was Daryl holding up a crossbow? Oh yeah. <laughs> Why is that unusual? Said that well, crossbow since the beginning. That crossbow never has never left his hand. No, but he was aiming it. Oh, oh, that's I'm pretty sure that he was aiming a crossbow. Well, you just watched I mean, it I an hour it, ago. I think it might have been just in case. 
Oh yeah, probably. He's he's not a very trusting guy, so no. He's probably got the crossbow at the ready most of the time. Yeah. But that's interesting. I didn't notice that either. I did think when Jackie said that Andrea hasn't eaten in days, none of us have. I thought that was a little interesting because wasn't it just two nights ago that they had the big fish fry? Yeah, that's days. Well, two days. What do they eat the next night? Well, they haven't. I was actually wondering what the hell that they've been doing because I haven't seen them eat since the fish fry. But that was only at most two days ago. Maybe yeah. they saved some fish for the next day. It just yeah. seems weird that she, when she says days, I was thinking like it's been a week or two weeks since we've had any food. You know? No, no, days, two days. Where's the where was the CDC in relation to their campground? Uh, CDC is is in the city. Clearly, right? a couple days away. Oh. No, it's not that far. No, it was I... in Atlanta, and they could see Atlanta from their camp. <clears throat> was it in Atlanta? Ow. Yeah, it's it's Sorry. it's in Atlanta. It's uh, downtown Atlanta, as far as I know. Anyone who lives there, please send us an email and confirm exactly where the CDC is in Atlanta and how far it might be from the camp. And if it's still there. <laughs> and if it's still there. <laughs> Jason. Yeah. Get Jason's map out. Do I have a map? Oh, Jason's map. Yeah. Not, not yeah. my map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason's map. I wonder if, you know, oh, we, we have a to- a TV map. Yeah, we got to get him on and find out if he's going to do a TV map. Um, uh, Jason, if you're listening, call me up. Um, so what happens next? Next, they're having dinner, and it looks like mostly wine. Yeah, it's a, it's a center for wine control, <laughs> for sure. It, it for sure is. It didn't look like there was much food there. They spend the rest of the day drinking. They pretty much did, and they want to give some wine to Carl because, you know, what's it going to hurt at this point? But he didn't like it. Hell, my brother gave beer to his rat. <laughs> the rat probably That's what you do it. when you drink. You give beer to everybody. And that's what, yeah, that's that's a common house pet where you're from, the rat? No, it was un- uncommon. His name was Elginon. He was a nice rat. <laughs> okay. Also known as a Sioux cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was a good rat. I took care of him until he had a seizure and uh, died. Sioux cat. Everybody look that up, see if you can figure out what it means. <laughs> um, as they're drinking, Rick gets up to thank their host, and Jenner seems rather reluctant, I thought. You know, he kind of does a half nod, you know, foreshadowing, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, Shane gets really serious and asks, you know, what happened. And him and Rick have a mini confrontation, kind of, because Shane's saying, it was your idea to come here. We came here to get some answers. You know, we want them. And Jenner responds with, you know, people left, the military got overrun, and people bolted, and there was a rash of suicides. That was a bad time, mm-hmm. he said. So Would he, be. He's the only one left. Um, Jenner then introduces them to where, they will, where they're going to be sleeping, and he says, if you shower, go easy on the hot water. Mm-hmm. And then we get a shower montage. It was very, that was very reminiscent of Lost <laughs> as well. People in the shower? When the, uh, you know, I think uh, even the lost people had shower montages when they first got in the hatch. Yeah. They were all very, uh, even the music was very reminiscent of a lost type scene. Well, we see uh, Rick and Lori in the shower together. Yep. We see Shane. Conserving water. That was nice of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why not? We see Shane uh, still drinking in the shower. Of course. He's got his wine bottle. Did you read what that tattoo said? No, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. It was... uh, I'll have to check on the HD version when I rewatch it. It looked it a little fake tattoo-y. Well, I don't know. It's, it stood up in the water. Can you have fake tattoos and get in the shower? Yeah, probably for a couple of seconds. And how the hell do you get it off? Well, there's a, a solution. Makeup remover, I hear they make. There's this oh. amazing thing that they've invented called soap. <laughs> yeah, and scrubbing. Scrubbing. Uh, we see T-Dog really having a good time laughing in the shower. And uh, then there's Andrea, poor Andrea, in the fetal position crying. 
She's she's not coping so well. Um, we cut to post shower, and Dale hears Andrea puking in her room. He goes in to see her, and she tells him uh, that everything's gone. There's nothing left. Don't you don't you understand what's going on here? Kind mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, Dale says, "I see a chance to make a new start," but Andrea doesn't really cheer up at that. No, she's having a hard time dealing with the death of her sister, and you know the it's pretty traumatic. Yeah, the uh, spoiler end of humanity. Spoiler for the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Uh, you know, back in time. Spoiler. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Reverse spoiler. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Rick is drunk. Well, everybody's pretty drunk, but we see Rick go in to talk to Doctor Jenner again. He thanks him again and says, we'd have died out there. It's only a matter of time. I never really told my family what I really thought, right. which is interesting. He he sort of lost hope, it sounded like, yep. and you know, was making a last-ditch attempt at whatever he could by coming to the Center for Disease Control. Uh, Jenner responds with, it'll all be okay. <laughs> again, <laughs> knowing more than Rick. Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. So... We move into Lori and uh, Carol and the kids in the rec room. They're looking at the books and stuff like that. Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man was there. Don't plug in the video games. Yep. We, it's we, too bad. Yeah, that's right. That could have occupied me all night. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carol takes the kids away to bed, leaving Lori by herself. At that point, Shane sneaks up, obviously drunk. Drunk. And he confronts her. He tells her... That uh, what happened back, he tells her what happened back at the hospital, and he makes a point that he didn't lie. I did not know what to do, he says. I thought Rick was dead. Right. I was expecting Lori to break out into a Bob Seeger song at any given point at the, right then. <laughs> she was just very risky businessy. That's true. <laughs> she sure was. She I, had underwear I thought that on. Uh, for a minute there, she was taking all the old records off the shelf. <laughs> but it ends up it was just a book. <laughs> she had boxers on. It was fine. She did. We didn't know that at first, though. You couldn't no. tell in the first shot. Um, Shane says to her, if you thought for one second that he was still alive, you wouldn't have come. I saved your life, and I would trade places with him if I could. And he says, I love you yep. to and, her. And then he tries to rape her. Yes, and then he tries to force himself on her, and he only backs off when she takes a couple of chunks out of his neck with her nails. Good thing. Nice big scratches there. Did you guys think somebody, probably Rick, was going to walk in at that moment? No. Yeah. I thought uh, I thought Laurie was going to take care of herself. I was, I was a little surprised at the little cooch tickle there. <laughs> Define, please, David. Uh, attempted rape. <laughs> is that was that That's what you phrase you're looking for? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'd make that cooch tickle. Yes. I'd make that it the was, title. That, that of... was that made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, that was uh, it was pretty graphic. I'd make it the title of the show, but I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't think that would be. We might get more hits. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Although, is, do people search for that? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, chances for... are, if you search for something in porn. Sorry, you search for something and you go 10 pages deep, there's going to be a porn link. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you call it. Okay. Very good. I'll just call this show Big Porn Episode. That'll work. That'll get it up in the first Sounds page. Boring. All right. Oh, it's boobies. <laughs> boobies. <laughs> That's, you're right. That's way better. Uh, we cut to the Grimes' room. Lori and Carl are already in bed and she's sort of crying. Rick comes in, of course, drunk. He falls into bed like a dead tree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells her, we don't have to be afraid anymore. We're safe here. Yeah. And she seems to cheer up slightly with that. Except for Shane. Yeah, except for Shane and, you know, everything else. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, and the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> we go to commercial, and when we come back, it's breakfast time. Everybody's hungover, especially poor Glenn. Oh, Glenn. <laughs> he said he'd never wanted to drink again. Otherwise, people seem generally happy. Uh, T-Dog is making some eggs. Uh, Shane walks in, and T-Dog asks him what happened to his neck. Shane says he must have done it in his sleep. But there's some obvious tension there with Lori, yeah, yeah. understandably, <laughs> you know? You don't just scratch yourself in the neck that bad usually while you sleep. Nope. I wouldn't think. I've never heard that happen. But then again, <clears throat> it's not a zombie apocalypse. Strange things happen when there's a zombie apocalypse. It's true. Stress can do things to you. So after breakfast, they go with Jenner into the lab for a playback of TS-19. Jenner explains about synapses and all the parts of the brain and stuff like that, everything that makes you who you are. Yep. And uh, he says that TS-19 was someone who was infected and volunteered to let them record the process. So they scan to the first event. <clears throat> he says it invades the brain like meningitis. The brain goes into shutdown, and then your major organs, and then death. Yuck. Yeah. Not cool. Sophia, at this point, has her first line in the whole show, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's what I, uh, what? I... Yeah. Yeah, she says, is that what happened to Jim? And her mother says yes. Yep. Now, uh, Christina, my wife, pointed something interesting at, to me out about this. What's that? Why <laughs> would she ask about Jim and not Ed? Because Ed didn't... Uh... Ed is her father, I correct? know, but Ed didn't die that way. Ed got we, eaten by zombies. the father. Yes, uh, that's what I said to her. We don't know for sure that that is her father. Ed didn't die and get infected and come back. This is what is happening to Jim. It's true, it, but it kind of got ripped apart. He did, he did, and he got you know pitchforked in the head after that. But I'm, you know, a a child would ask about their father before some guy she hardly. I knows. think it's a diff different situation. I think Ed got killed by zombies. Yeah. And Jim got infected by zombies and turned into one. And I know. Turned into one. I I'm just saying maybe maybe um, Sophia is old enough to make that distinction. Yeah. But barely. Any. I was a little like I wondered why she wouldn't have asked about her father or at least the man that was her stepfather. Yeah. So maybe because he was she didn't care. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I think it's because it's a different I mean, situation and she recognized comes it. Comes to didn't care. That's true, especially if it was her stepdad. I mean, he wasn't a very nice guy. So. No. Um, then they scan to the second event, and Jenner says that the resurrection time, which I thought was a cool phrase, yeah. uh, varies wildly. Reports of three minutes up to eight hours. And in this case, it was two hours... And something. And Change. a few minutes and seven seconds or something like that. I didn't write it down. Um he says the brainstem restarts just enough to get them up and moving, but nothing, none of the stuff that sort of makes them who they were. Really? Yeah. I thought this part was kind of cool. I thought this part was kind of wrong. Did you? Well, think of uh, Morgan's wife coming back to the house. That's part of who she was. Well, yeah. It's been, you know, it's obvious that there is some basic recognition of their previous self, but that's sort right, of contrary to what, what Jenner, Jenner said. saw. There was no basis for that assumption. Like he could, he could make no assumption that there was that because, of course, look what happened right after. Right. Yeah. the The TS nineteen did not last very long on that table, so he probably <clears throat> never observed that <clears throat> that um, phenomenon. Okay, so he's just incorrect here. I think he might just be incorrect. Okay, yeah, that's fine, because we know that there is something there. We saw it a little bit with Amy, I think, and we saw it definitely with uh, Morgan's wife. Yeah. Rick says, 
but they're not alive? And Jenner says, you tell me. That <laughs> <laughs> um, He says the you part doesn't come back. And then the patient is shot through the head. So it didn't, yeah, so he didn't let the, he didn't let TS-19 suffer very long. No. Weird that he would not maybe turn off the scanner before he shot her through the More head. More dramatic this way. I do it just <laughs> exactly this way. I guess so. Why not? Or maybe you wanted to register what happens when you do that. That's true. Pretty much, yeah. I, I'm going to go with Dave's explanation. All righty. Dave, you're right. Andrea then accuses Jenner of having no idea what it is. See? So he really he really doesn't know what's going on. Um, he, he says he has no idea if there's anybody else out there, and he's basically been in the dark for a month. Right. Finally, Dale asks what the countdown clock is for. I didn't notice it until this point. I but noticed a clock. I didn't know it was counting down. Yeah, there's a big, giant clock on the wall counting down, um, and Dr. Jenner says that's when the gas runs out and the place goes through a facility-wide decontamination. Oh, geez. Yeah, actually, actually, the computer told them that, not uh, Dr. Jenner. He, right. he didn't really want to talk about it. No. So facility-wide wild, wild, decontamination Yep. sounds bad. Sounds very bad. We go to commercial. And we'll, we know what happens with uh, decontamination. Yeah, there's fire involved. Yeah. <laughs> go to commercial, and when we come back, uh, the guys are down in the basement checking out the generators. I guess they didn't believe him, and they wanted to go and make sure that really the gas really was running out. Uh, they find no gas, and then the lights go out, and upstairs, Lori notices that the air conditioning goes off. Oh, no. So building is starting to shut down. Now we're with Jenner by himself for the first time, I think, and he's looking at a picture of his wife. He says to her, I did the best I could in the time that I had. I hope you'd be proud of that. And I noticed he had very well-combed hair. He did. Scene. He put on a shirt. He put on a tie. <laughs> I think he took a shower. He got himself all spruced up and uh, ready to be exploded. Right. Ready, ready to ready, say goodbye. Ready yeah. to have the air light on fire. And I guess uh, Claire Bronson, who played his wife, uh, got a credit for being a picture. For being a picture. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so everybody comes out of their room wondering what's going on. Jenner says the energy use is being prioritized, and he tells them that he thinks the French were the last ones to hold out. They were. Uh, they thought they were close to a solution. That's interesting. Yeah. So somebody out there, whether they're alive or not anymore, might have been closer to a cure or a solution to the zombie problem. This is the second time they've mentioned the, the French. Uh, yes. Not this is unbelievable. I know, isn't it? <laughs> this is the second time in this episode, episode that they've mentioned the French, because they mentioned uh, in France, uh, kid, kids drink wine, and uh, and then uh, Laurie said, "Well, next time you're in Paris, you can have wine." That's true, actually. So, I didn't, I didn't think of that. I think they're going to Paris. Expecting a conversation about a royale with cheese. Ooh, a royale <laughs> with cheese. Uh, getting to Paris would be quite a stretch. Yeah, but hey, you never know. Maybe they'll go to Montreal. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> or New Orleans. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, um, at this point, Jenner swipes his key card and he locks everybody in the lab. He he says there's no point in opening the door. Everything is locked down. And he says it's better this way. Yeah. He he still hasn't really explained what's about to happen, though, no. until they start pressuring him. And he tells them that HITs are dis deployed. And he kind of, the computer went into a long description of it but in short it means the air sets on fire yeah, they catch the air on fire yeah um this is typical uh walking dead bad guy <clears throat> i think you know you know i'm going to impose my will on you and it's better and you're all going to die rick does the same thing though well yeah in walking dead 
So I just I thought this was very typical of uh, The Walking Dead, just to have this kind of situation, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, a slightly more passive-aggressive bad guy. Yeah. At least in this case. Um, but uh, he says there's no pain. It's an end to suffering, regret, and uh, uh, suffering, grief, and regret. The end to everything. Yep. And he's kind of accepted it. And I guess he figures all these people just want to go along with it, too. You asked to come in. <clears throat> That's right. So we go to commercial again, and when we come back, our group of characters trying to break down the door, but Jenner explains it's designed to withstand a rocket launcher. So Your head ain't. That was a great line <laughs> by Daryl. <laughs> you like, your you, head ain't. But he's trying to uh, chop through it with a with an axe, and that's just not going to work, I don't think. No. Um, yeah, Daryl tries to axe Jenner, and they restrain him. He reveals, uh, and then he reveals what Rick told him the night before about being just a matter of time for them to uh, to survive outside. And so Lori gives him kind of a look, um, but they move on pretty quickly from there. So right. they'll come back to that, I'm sure. Uh, Rick says he had to keep hope alive, and Jenner says there's no more hope. This is humanity's extinction event. Another cool yeah. kind of uh, concept. Jenner says it would be a kinder, more compassionate to hold your loved ones uh, and let the clock run down than, you know, be outside being eaten by zombies or something like that. Shane puts a shotgun to his head, and uh, he's restrained, but he starts shooting the computer instead of Jenner. He's very frustrated. He is very frustrated, but, you know, good good idea not to shoot the only man who can open the door, who knows the key, the code to open the door. That's right. No, <laughs> shoot the only computer that could open the door instead. Yeah, exactly. But I guess he didn't shoot that part of the computer. That was just a workstation. <laughs> that wasn't the CPU. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The CPU is probably deeper underground somewhere. Yeah, it's right next to the generator. That's right. Um, so then Rick accuses him of lying, and he questions why he stayed here working if he knew there was no hope. Valid question. Yep. You know, if there's no hope, what, why don't you just shoot yourself in the face? Um, and then Jenner explains that TS-19 was his wife, a much more brilliant scientist than him, and he promised that he'd keep working to find a cure. He says she was an Einstein. She could have done something about this. Right. Interesting, I thought. Um, Rick says, give us the chance that we all want. And uh, at that point, Jenner opens the door, but says he can't open topside. Once so, that door was closed, it's closed. So they, they can get upstairs, and they can look out the window, but the building's still going to blow up. Right. So just before they all, or most of them, run out, Rick uh, thanks Jenner, and he whispers, and Jenner whispers in, uh, leans into Rick and whispers something into his ear. Sweet nothings. Sweet nothings. Well, we can theorize on what he said after this, because I've got some theories. Okay. I have a theory, and I think it's a good one. I can come up with one between now and <clears throat> when you bring up your theory. Very good. Um, so they're all running out, and then Jackie announces that she's staying. She's staying. She is staying. Um, they're kind of like, no, what are you doing? That's a bad idea. Come on, we can get out of here. We can save ourselves. And then we realize Andrea wants to stay, too. Yep. Quite something. Um we cut to up top, and the people that have left already are trying to break the glass to get out. But, of course, it's you know solid, bulletproof glass. Shane puts a shotgun right to it, and it does nothing. Yep. Um, Jason, this, this part was well, well called on your behalf, I'd like to say. How so? Well, what Chris is about to tell, tell everyone. <laughs> Downstairs again, um, Dale questions Andrea because he doesn't want to leave without her. Uh, he, he says, I don't want to face it alone. And Dale says, you don't get to do that. 
come into somebody's life, make them care, and then just check out. So he says, I'm going to stay here. If you're not leaving, I'm not leaving. Right. Great scene. Great, yeah, great, very, scene. very good scene. I, I, I agree with you guys. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So next we see uh, upstairs, and uh, they can't get through the glass, so what do they do? Well, the grenade comes out. Yeah, actually, Deal. she reaches into her Day's bag. Ex machina. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she reaches into her bag and says, I have something here. And then uh, Shane yells out, Carol, I don't think a nail file is going to do it. It's true. He's a dick. He really, really is. <laughs> he really is. So she says, when I was washing your uniform the day you got there, I found this in your pocket or your bag. Right. Um, and I guess she's just been holding on to it, you know, yeah. <laughs> in case she needs it. So she hands Rick the grenade. He pulls the pin puts it down by the glass, and then kind of realizes, oh, crap, I better run. got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, so he runs, and we get the typical, like, dive away from the explosion kind of thing. Yeah. I think he would have been hit with shrapnel. Uh, I don't think he was far enough away. Not that type of grenade, I don't think. Eh. That was, uh, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to stick my foot right in my throat here, but I think that was a concussion grenade and not a high high explosive grenade. So uh, the, it wasn't a pineapple grenade, so it wasn't, I don't think it was meant for a whole lot of shrapnel. I think it was just it's a good man. thing it wasn't a flashbang. That would have been really good. Oh, yeah, a flashbang. <laughs> Bang! Oh. And they're all deaf. Now we're all blind and see. deaf, oh, and I don't oh, know what's going on. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he would have been hit with the shrapnel. Okay, a different kind of grenade, maybe. Different kind of grenade, maybe. Okay, fair also enough. a good thing he didn't throw it at the glass. Dink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, crap. <laughs> um, grenades don't explode on impact, right? No, they're time. Okay, they're they are time. What's the time for your average grenade? I don't know. It looked like a few seconds, three or four seconds in this yeah, case. Not like long, that. maybe long five. enough to throw it and have it land three someplace, seconds, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Again, never touched a grenade. <laughs> Probably never will. I think some <clears throat> grenades you can set set the time. There's a little twisty thing. A leg timer on there. Yeah, a little. I get it. So everybody is running to the cars, and they're shooting walkers along the way. Daryl decapitates one, which was awesome. Okay, so we had here, we had headshot, 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 decapitation, <laughs> which is exactly how that went. Okay. I, so everybody's an part, expert. This part bugged me. What's that, Dave? I had, I had great issues with this part. Explain. Again, with the headshots, but then the decapitation, I'm sorry, I don't think that would have been so clean. I think it, I would have enjoyed it a lot more if you just sort of stuck the axe in the neck and... He went down and pulled the axe out, but I, I'm kind of with you. But it looked cool. You got to admit. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, all they're doing is stuff to look cool. Headshot, headshot. Every shot has been a headshot so far in this whole series. It is true. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, the other thing is, he decapitated the zombie with the crossbow, right? No, he had an axe. He's still he's still carrying the axe. Oh, so okay. I thought for some reason he somehow swung the crossbow and it took the head off. Now, Dave, to your point, the the zombie's head could have been, you know, barely hanging on as it is, you know? So, like, an axe just right through the neck maybe was just the last, you know, straw to that head flying off anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it looked pretty cool. You know, given the fact that every shot has been a headshot, I, I don't have issue with the de- de- decapitation. Sure. Maybe next I'm season. I'm to be a little flexible on this point. Maybe next season we'll get more body shots. Yeah. I don't know. Aim for the center of mass, damn it. That's right. Um, so as they get to the car, everyone's piling in, and they turn around and see Andrea and Dale coming. I guess she didn't want to be responsible for Dale sacrificing himself, Yep. and she probably realized she, too, has feelings for him like he does for her. Yep. So they decide to leave. Um, we see Jenner and Jackie still in the basement of the CDC, and they hold hands. 
And uh, just as Dale and Andrea get to the cars, they jump behind some sandbags, and the CDC blows the hell up. It sure does. Um, that was a pretty good explosion. Big one. Rather CGI-y, though. Yes. <laughs> but what else could they do, really? Yeah. Well, they're not going to blow up the CDC. <laughs> Makes people nervous. <laughs> it does make people nervous. <laughs> Probably releases It's a good thing a- that RV was built to withstand explosions. Yeah. yeah well, that was the, um, with the explosion model. <laughs> yeah. Anti-explosion. You know? Anti-explosion yeah. uh, 2006. Yeah, they're, they're, it, it was fine. They were all lying on the floor. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. Not even any of the windows broke, though, I don't think. Nope. But hey, what are you going to do? Because the windows were made out of duct tape. That's right. More True. duct tape duct than tape window. <laughs> so everyone, they uh, they get back in the car, they turn around, and they drive off into the sunset. They do. The camera pans. Uh, we, we see another shot of the CDC. The camera pans up to a cloud of very black smoke. It was the blackest smoke I've ever seen. It's pretty black smoke. Speaking of lost. And uh, cut to black. Shots of electricity bolting through it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Now they were they were driving in five vehicles, yeah. And the word about gas, like carpool for crying out loud! Three people were in their own friggin' cars. You know, Shane was Shane was, Shane was on his own. Uh, Dale, uh, not Dale, uh, Daryl was on his own, and uh, there's five vehicles, like friggin' carpool for crying out loud! You know, I'm totally with you, but then at the same time, they're hedging their bets a little bit. And they're like, if we lose one vehicle, at least we got some backup vehicles then. Yeah. You know, but no, there's a decision they make. Good point. They could siphon the gas, pull it all into one vehicle. The one, I guess, the RV if they got all pile in, but one or two, like two vehicles, fine. That's true. You know, Shane by himself in a Jeep. Well, Come they, on. Nobody wants to, here, nobody wants to ride with Shane, and nobody true. wants to ride with Daryl. They need their own cars. Yeah, Daryl's truck probably smells real bad, and Shane's just an ass. <laughs> That's right. I have a theory about Daryl. Let's hear it, Dave. Well, you remember a while ago when I said I think Merle's going to be uh, the governor? I do. Yep. I think it's going to be Daryl. You think he's going to split off and they'll meet up with him later as the governor? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. I don't take know. A look at, take a look at the two characters. Well, yeah, they're not all that different when you when you look at them. That's true. But I, I think your theory about Merle is a better one. No? Okay. I, I like that. I liked, yeah. I, I'd like him coming back as as, you know... Mr. Badass, yeah, with, yeah. with an army of his own. So. No Merle in this episode either, and no Dwayne and Morgan. Yeah, I was going to say that. Neither of them showed up, um, and Dwayne and Morgan at least were listed on IMDb. They were. Uh, uh, Morgan was. No, IMDb. So, <laughs> I know you are, DB. Uh, but sort of cementing it as the inaccurate movie database. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of a bummer not to see them. I really wanted to see them again, but yeah, I, I have a good feeling they're going to be back in season two. Probably not right away, but but soon enough. Um, so, did anyone think Andrea would actually stay and be blown up? <laughs> no, not for not even for a second. No, <laughs> no, I I I thought the possibility could be there. Really? I don't yeah. know, man. Andrea's a fan. Well, fans love her, and like, yeah, I, I don't know, think they'd kill but her. But I don't think I don't think it's one of those things where I don't think you can completely write out. The possibility that uh, changes will happen in the TV universe that don't exist in the written universe. Yeah, I'm the graphical universe. I I'm with you because you know they're making changes, and in the comic at least, big central characters die all the time. Yep. So why not do that in the book? I mean, in the TV version as well. 
And Andrea's yeah. a prime candidate because she's such a... Stranger things could have happened. She's such a core character. So anyways, I'm glad to see that she survived. Um, and uh, Jackie was our only casualty of the episode. Yep. I Litton. figured there'd be more. Yeah, I, I as the episode went on a lot, a little bit, I kind of thought maybe you were right about Shane. Maybe he wasn't going to survive this season, mm. but he did. And Jackie was the only one to go in, down in the scene in the uh, in the rec room, you know, where uh, Shane was attempting to rape Laurie. Uh, that could have been a very good scene for uh, Carl to come in and do his thing. Yeah, right, but the <sighs> can, I, can I say spoiler? I'm just going to say spoiler say, right now. Say spoiler right now. For what, jump the comic? Ahead, jump ahead 20 seconds. Uh, training with the guns hasn't happened yet. No, it hasn't, but uh, he might have got a hold of something. Yeah, mm. he could have got a hold of something, but I It doesn't make sense in the in the line of the story. Yeah, I, I'm All with right. Dave. I don't think it makes sense quite yet for, for that to happen. If Shane was going to die this episode, I think it would have been at the hands of Rick. Right. You know, and <clears throat> as we know, that didn't take place. It did not. <clears throat> So one last, uh, two two last points. I think Andrea and Dale pretty much cemented their relationship in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, nobody's come out. Well, and it definitely s- made a big uh, big leap forward it, in the fact that they've declared, or at least uh, Dale has declared his feelings for uh, for Andrea. Certainly. And she's reciprocated, I think, by, by coming out of the building before it exploded. Right. You, yeah, know? I, you know, I care for you, and she says, I don't want you to die. Yeah. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. <laughs> and finally... What do we think? Do we have any theories on what Jenner whispered to Rick? I've got one. Okay, Dave, you go first. You want me to go first? Do you have Do you have a theory? My theory is that he told them, he told Rick that they're all already infected. That's uh, a good theory. That is a good theory. You uh, want me to go he next? He did test the blood. Yeah, but what else can you learn from a blood test, Dave? That's true. Um, oh, <laughs> were there oh. rabbits involved? I don't mean oh. to. I don't mean to have a big pause there, but uh, pregnancy is easily detectable from a blood test. You think Rick's pregnant? Yeah, I oh, think he's pregnant. Say blood pregnant. Sugar. <laughs> no, I think he let Rick know that his wife is with child. I don't know. No, come on. I'm, I'm going with you're already infected. <laughs> I, well, because that's plausible, right? That's uh, that actually happens in the in the graphic novels. Well, sure, but mm, I think I think it's something bigger than that, and I think I think you know, that's a I think that's a good point, Chris. I think Rick, you know, Jenner it's did blood tests. Not as awesome tests. as mine. No, it is, but it's a good point. It is, it is good. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with Dave. Okay, fine. It is good. Two against it's one. It's not as awesome as Dave's. Uh, okay, to, everybody, tune in. To be is it Dave or Chris? Two men enter, one man leave. All will become clear in the fullness of time. Yes, it will. Must a deal spin the wheel. To be clear, we had some viewers write in with this theory. Uh, did you steal it, or did you have it already? No, I had it already, okay, and good. then these people sort of confirmed it, and I thought, hey, I'm not the only person to think of this. Right. Um, one one listener named Jason wrote in in big giant letters and said, the blood test had a surprise. Lori is pregnant by Shane, and Rick knows. Oh, dun-dun-dun. So, <laughs> dun-dun-dun. Yep. Um, I think I'm, I'm going with, with pregnancy. Do you have a third theory, Jason? I don't. The only thing I have is blood sugar. Your blood sugar's low. <laughs> eat, <laughs> make sure you eat something soon. Remember to eat when you're out in the real world. <laughs> have okay. some more, go find some more juice. Take a chocolate bar with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> we got a fridge full of stuff here. Take something with you, wouldn't he you? Passed him a, in that handshake, he passed him a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> little tiny here, one. here, eat this. Otherwise, you might get a little faint. Yeah, a little tiny nice Halloween spoon. chocolate bar. Split, split this up amongst all of you. You'll be fine. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> that's fine. That's good. All righty. So that's it for our TS19 uh, episode recap and season one of The Walking Dead. That's it. Season bit. one. A little bit of a bummer. Uh, we have a bunch of listener feedback that we're going to save for next week. Okay. We we'll, we won't do it now, but we've got um, people writing in with some comments and questions and stuff like that. By all means, send in more. We're going to probably do a mostly listener feedback episode if we can. I think it will be a good time. Okay. And it will be completely 100% musical. Sure, why yeah, not? We're going to sing the whole thing. <laughs> sing the whole thing. Some shows do musical episodes, right? and we're not going... We, we're are, we are as well. A cappella group called the Zombie Tones. <laughs> that's I thought, a, I thought it name. was the Blu-rays. <laughs> no, that's that's for when the Blu-ray comes out. We're just going to call each other Ray and dress up in blue outfits. Right, our a cappella group will be the Zombie Tones. I like that. That's right. <laughs> Zed Tones? Yeah, songs in the key of Zed. Z. Songs Z. in the key of Z. Yeah. There you go. Songs in the key of Dead. <laughs> that's good, too. <laughs> There are so many good ideas here. Yeah. Um, All not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All ridiculous. Yeah. Next week, we will also announce the winner of our poster contest. We now know that Jackie, as I called it, thank you very much, is the only person who died right. in the episode. So we will take the week to tally up all of the entries, put them in a hat, and pick the winner. We will announce it on the next episode and then contact you uh, by email. Okay. Very good. Before we wrap up for the day, Jason, five-star iTunes reviews? No. It's a bummer. Everybody, no. go to iTunes, please, if if you feel the urge, and uh, leave us a five-star review. We'd be very, very... We will read it on the air. Appreciative of that. Yeah, we read pretty much all of them. So Unless you uh, give us a five-star review in a uh, iTunes store that I don't check. <laughs> and if you do, hey, write in and let us know. Let us know. So I check the, the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, and New Zealand. Perfect. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, they're the only real English-speaking ones that I could find. I can't think of other other ones. You know, are you know English is not their main language. Like the Czech. And you'll have to run it through Babelfish, or just say it phonetically, which would be. I don't want to check all the stores every week. (laughs) That's why you get people to write to you say, "Hey, I just wrote you a five-star review." Well, that would be nice. That would be fantastic. I would enjoy that very much. There's only almost a hundred iTunes stores. Come on, what are you lazy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Finally, before we go, sometimes I like to say a quick thank you to some new Twitter followers. This week, a big thank you goes out to at Bud Austin, at Tony Lee M, at Clear Dragon, and at Crystal D70. Thanks to everybody who follows us on Twitter. Is that a D70, like a D20? Sure, why not? A bunch of crystal dice, and uh, one of them's a D70? Yeah, it's the new Canon EOS D70 Rebel or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. You think of cameras, no, I think of D&D. Nikon does the D cameras, don't they? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, okay. The schedule for the next few weeks. Here's what we're going to do. Next week, as I said, we'll do listener feedback. The week after that, we are getting together with Jason and Karen from the Walking Dead cast to do a joint podcast. Excellent. It will be a good time. That is happening on Sunday the 19th, so we'll be released shortly thereafter. It. Everybody tune in, please. It should be fun. Then we're going to take a short Christmas uh, or holiday break and come back in January with something. Something. Yeah, we'll come back mid-January, wrap up any news that's happened, 
bring you uh, the details on what's going on with season two and anything else related to The Walking Dead. We're going to watch the episodes backwards, uh, played to uh, to what were we going to play it to? Probably play it to uh, the wall or something like that. Right. Stairway to Heaven. There you go. Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon. Thank yep. you, David. <laughs> Good idea. And Jump <sighs> by Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Jump by Van Halen. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne's Suicide Solution. Uh, crazy Train, of course. <laughs> Good. And Shook You All Night Long. We're going to do it all. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. Really, though, we'll figure out something to do in January and the months after that leading up to Walking Dead Season 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, before we go, a huge thank you to everybody that listens to us. It it makes this all worth worthwhile. It's a great time. We have a great time doing it, and we hope that you guys have a good time listening as well. From what I can tell, those of you who write in seem to seem to seem to enjoy it. And uh, you know, we, as I've said before, we'd probably do this anyways if no one listened because we just have fun. But it's much more fulfilling to know that there are folks out there listening. So absolutely, it is fantastic. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. Well, goodbye. <laughs> Hold on. We're not done? <laughs> We're not done. If you want to contact a pause us. pause there. I got scared. No, no, no. Sometimes I take a dramatic pause. Oh, okay. Um, Jason, why don't you do the uh, do the wrap-up this week? If people would like to email us, where can they do so? Oh, they can go to, oh, Jesus, you're going to put me on the spot here, <laughs> at uh, the walking the talkingdead at gmail.com. Talkingdeadpodcast Talking at gmail. Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can go uh, follow us on Twitter at, uh, at talkingdead. Correct. Okay, good. Or you can go to Facebook at The Talking Dead. Facebook.com the talk, slash The Talking Dead. Yeah. And, of course, go to TalkingDeadPodcast.com and post comments there. That's that's a cool thing to do. Absolutely. Um, and finally, the best way to contact us is on our toll-free Zomb line. That's one 483 zomb That's one 483 And don't forget the Walking Dead Podcast Network. Yeah, there's the Walking Dead Podcast Network at uh, forumforgeeks.com. Yeah, and Roamers and Lurkers. We're around there, too. Sometimes. We're around there, too. Lots of good places to find us. Dave, why don't you tell the fine folks what you do and where they can find you on the interweb? Uh, you can visit renerd.com. You can follow me at renerd. And uh, that's about it. Cool. That's all I got. How's I'm done. Uh, briefly, before we go, how's your... Um, uh, how's Stranger coming along? Do you want to talk about that? Not just yet. Okay. But it's coming along nicely. All right. uh, I apologize for bringing it up. That's that okay. All right. That's okay. But uh, anticipation you know, maybe is that's building. That'll help fill in the uh, fill in the blanks during those quiet times. Totally. I think so. I think it's very exciting, and we'll talk more about that on a future. Did you guys take a look at what I sent you? Uh, I did briefly. I didn't have a chance to go back to it yet, okay. but I'll I'll get to it for sure. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. This has been The Talking Dead number 34. We'll be back next week with listener feedback and take it from there. Until then, have a good week. Bye. Jumbo Wamba. Jumbo Wamba.